Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in.
and I'm not a big – I know Sonny's not a big fan of preseason. I'm not with injuries, but it does give you a chance to see some of the younger guys that are trying to make the team, and that's what I look for. Who's going to show out? You know, who's going to come and get a job because they played hard in preseason? That's what I'm looking for. But, uh, yeah, it's college football and NFL football. You know, I I know this is embarrassing to say. I've been married 10 years this October. She keeps me that long. But I remember when my wife set the date, I was like, hold on, that's a Saturday? Okay, let me go look at the schedule before you announce anything. It was Vanderbilt we were playing. But that night, LSU and Florida played in Baton Rouge, and that was like when they were like one and two when Florida and LSU do you remember that time oh, West yeah. Miles went for it for like seven times? And I think that was and the And they year, got all of them. The Jacob Hester game. Yep. Yep, 2007. But, I mean, look, I've told friends, do not – I'm not coming to your wedding in the fall. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. I, I'm just not. I got married in the fall because my wife would have castrated me had I not agreed to an October wedding. But anybody else, no. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I yeah, I mean, do – do not invite me to your weddings. Um, I do not care about your kids' birthday parties. I don't care about your birthday party. Uh, you know, I, that, that that's that's just the way it is. You want to get at me, get at me on Sunday. You know, Sunday I'm a little more relaxed. Uh, I just kind of, you know, I'll throw a game on my phone and just go from there. But, um, but on Saturday, from noon to midnight, do not bother me. I do not care what you have to say or what you want to do. That's just how it works. Oh, you want to get married? Well, you know what? You have a window from February to July. Pick a date in there. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. You no, know, my fall is my fall. That's I get 14 games. You know, I get I get thir- four, You know, 13, 14 games a year with Florida State. That's more important yeah. than you know, because it's such a limited exposure compared to the other 300 and. Um, uh, 351 that I have with you. So let, let's let's just work around me a little bit. Have, you know, do me a couple favors and respect my college football. And on Saturday we'll go in peaking. Yeah. And even though I'm threatening to kill myself, it's fine. Well, my wife, it took her about a year to get it. Like our first anniversary. Guess what? When you get married in October, it's not just that October. It's every October for the rest of your life and your marriage. <laughs> People forget that. So, 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 so again, we're playing Vanderbilt. We had a, we're playing at Vanderbilt now. Now, this is how pissed off. This is how you can get jinxed in a marriage. Okay, I told my wife. She was like, okay, it's Saturday night. We're in a nice hotel. I can't even remember where we were, but uh, it's been so long ago. But we're sitting here at a nice hotel, and I told her, look, Auburn kicks off at six. Look, let's watch that, and then we'll go do something. She's like, that's fine. As soon as Auburn got behind in that game, she's like, can we go already? And I'm like, oh, my God. So I blew up, and the next thing you know, Auburn loses to damn Vanderbilt. And not only did I feel like crap that my team lost, but I pissed my wife off in the process. So I think from that time to the next year, she finally understood, look, Brian's an easygoing guy. He doesn't ask for anything hardly. He's simple, but he likes his college football, and that's all I ask. When Auburn plays, I'm watching it, number one. I don't give a damn what's going on. Number two is I like college football, so don't. I'm not going out to dinner with your friends at work or something. Screw them. You know, I'm not doing it. So we'll do that <laughs> during the week, or we'll do it, we'll do it like you said, from February to July. We're not doing it anytime. I'm sorry. That's just – is that selfish, Jonathan? That's the thing. Am I selfish being a dad now and a husband? 
that I'm still selfish about my Saturdays. But I'll take my kid, if when he gets older, we'll go out and do something in the morning. But like you said, from 12 to 12, it's football. Yeah, I mean, you, you have me the other six and a half days. Six and a half days the rest of the week. So just just give me my one half day. I'll do everything that you want from Sunday to Friday. At time. So, like, maybe I'll ask for Thursday night once in a while, or in my case, all the time. I'll ask for Thursday night, maybe a Friday night. But for the most part, you know, I'll be pretty lenient. Um, but, but, you know, well, we can go out on, you know, we can go out to dinner Monday night, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Sunday night. We can go to Sunday brunch. I'll do the yard work Sunday afternoon. Just let me have my Saturday. That's all I ask. I'll do anything else. Just give me my Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you. Look, I'm going to watch some NFL. I can watch the Red Zone. So I can watch college football kind of, you know, I mean, NFL football, a little more like the Red Zone. Sonny turned me on to the Red Zone channel. So I can actually watch pro football like that and not have to be so focused. I mean, if I need to run out and do something for 15 minutes, I've got my phone. I turn on the radio and listen to mm-hmm. the updates or whatever. But college football, I mean, I don't even take a piss during the Auburn game unless it's halftime. You know, I don't, yep. I don't do anything. That's just, that's the way it is. And and maybe it's selfish. Let's bring on another guy. He's a little younger. I don't know. Quinn doesn't have his priorities in line anyway. So I'm afraid to even ask Quinn. <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, are we out of line right here? Do you think we're a little too extreme about football when we in sports talk, or do you think it's normal? <laughs> No, I'm the same way, except for my sister plans on getting married next October. And they're like, Quinn, you better not be watching football during that day. And I said, well, at the wedding, you know what my mom and dad would, my parents would kill me. My sister would kill me. I would get shunned. What, 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 Wait, what, 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 what are you, you going to be, a groomsman? What are you going to be? I, actually, I am a groomman in that wedding. I'm oh, a yeah, no, you're, yeah, yeah, you're kind That's of your fault. Here, here, here's what I was going to say, Quinn. That morning of the wedding, just pretend you're not a groomsman. What you do, no, the wedding's on Saturday. Thursday night, you start saying, God, I just feel a little dizzy. I just, something's not right. Well, Friday night, you call and say, good Lord, I'm throwing up, diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> Well, they don't want you at their wedding. I mean, that's how you do this stuff. You can't. I mean, you. you I mean, you, you got to say you're coming if you need something like it's your sibling. I mean, did I go to my sister's wedding during football season? Hell no, I did. I mean, it's just I have priorities. Okay, I mean, I have. There's God, there's football, and there's everything else. That, that's, yeah, that's I how tur- I live my code by. I turned down well, my stepsister wedding like they told me the date looked at the schedule for say wait for us no wait wait really <laughs> yeah no no but what if we no there's nothing you can do to remedy this situation nothing at all that's well, not, the, it is what it is the thing is is at the wedding reception i'll just have the game i'll just have it on my phone and i sure hope that it, i sure hope that notre dame and auburn would be playing that night so then i could just Watch the game on my phone. When, 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 when's the wedding? What, what time is the wedding and what day is the wedding? All I know is it's next October on a Saturday. 
Okay. Tell uh, you you find the the week you you go to Auburn's schedule and you look for the word buy or idle. That's when you yeah. you get married. That's when. Hold on. Let's bring. Let's ask Sonny Clark. Sonny may come on here and just tell us we're all stupid and and we have our priorities <laughs> out of line. But I know how Sonny likes the NFL. So Sonny, are we crazy, or are we are we just right on this? No, no, you're right, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. All right, I, I've been on this earth for fifty. I've been on this earth for fifty years, okay. And there's two things that you don't do if you got real friends, okay. This is if you got real friends. Number one, you don't ask them to help you move, okay. That's number one. You you don't ask them Amen. to move. Yeah, I mean, you, you, that, that's why they invented movers, okay. You know, so don't put your friends to that. Don't ask me. I'm not going to ask you. As a matter of fact, I tell all my new friends, don't ask me to move because the answer is no. Simple as that. <laughs> and number two, don't do anything on Sunday that has got to really, really be uh, important. I mean, there's seven other freaking days in the week during football season. Now, granted, my football season goes from the from the uh, uh, indoor football games at the end of February until, you know, well, all, all Sundays. You just can't do it. Um, it. It just doesn't work for it. So, you know, just don't do it. And, and I'll advise them. I don't care. If you're going to be hurt, I'm not going to go. Well, I guess someone's going to get hurt because I ain't going, period. Um, it's just the way I kind of want it. I've been married now, you know, going on for a long time. So uh, my wife knows, don't bother me on on uh, Sundays because I do my shows, then I watch the NFL, then I go to bed, period, done. You know, I'll run to the store at halftime or something, you know, or, you know, like you said, the red zone kind of keeps you up to date and you can get it on your phone as well. So, you know, there you go. But I'm, I'm not going to go to an all-day affair. I'm not going to go to someone's house. I don't care about going around with a bunch of people. I, I don't want to be around any people. I want to watch football. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. And this is, my wife is a very sensitive person. She's very politically correct. She's very professional. She's very nice. Well, you got me. I'm right opposite of every damn one of those things. And, you know, opposites do attract, I guess. I know I drive her crazy, but – the, the thing is, I don't like people around me, especially now, Jonathan, Sonny, Quinn, you come to my house and watch a game, I can deal with it. You're football fanatics. But don't be in there, your, your family, asking me how my week went, shit, when Auburn's down 14 to nothing against LSU. Don't. I remember that night. Auburn, Auburn turned the ball over, and I, I got up, and I slapped the fan thing, and I broke the fan, the ceiling fan. Like, I broke it. My wife was stuck. If, if looks could kill – Oh my gosh! She, I embarrassed you were the dead three times over. <laughs> yeah, I embarrassed the hell out of her. Well, I come back in a few minutes later, and say, "Hey, I'm sorry about that." And they're like, "Oh, it's fine," but you know, I knew bedtime was coming eventually. You know, so I was getting my tail chewed. But the thing is, look, I don't want to sit here and ask how my week went, what are my feelings, and all this stuff when when my team kicks off the play. And, yes, I do get pissed off. My dog doesn't even sit with me during a football game because <laughs> he feels the energy. Cujo goes and hides during football season. If you want to find him, go find under a bed somewhere. That's where he stays. But it's just like I just don't like watching football games with Alabama fans, and I don't like watching football with people that don't understand football, which is most Alabama fans. So, 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 and, 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 or Dallas, Cow- or Dallas Cowboy fan. 
Yeah. 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 So, 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 Jonathan, am I right? Would, 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 would you have problems with me coming over, Jonathan, watching football all day Saturday with you, or would you have a problem with someone coming over wanting to make small talk with you during a serious football game? Brian, anytime you want to watch football, we'll make it happen. Is but if, if you don't bring over just some some bumbling putt, then you ain't invited. All right. <laughs> if you don't want to me, you better be able to keep up. Because you can't keep up, you gotta get out. Like like look, look I, I, lo- I love my brother, um, but he's a hockey kid. He's not a football guy. So he just kind of runs in and out during the games. And if I'm feeling good, he comes out and he roots with me, and then he leaves. Because after five minutes, he has no idea what's going on. He's very smart about it. Other people don't get that hint. Like, I, I dated a girl who thought she could watch fault me and didn't realize that she had no clue what was going on. And that relationship uh, ended quickly. Yeah. Hey, hey, guy. Hey, Brian, why is that flag on the field? What did they do wrong? God damn it. Leave me alone, people. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. Uh, you know, I was, I'm gonna tell you, my I, I don't mind my father-in-law coming to watch football. I mean, watching football. He watches it like I do. He's serious. I love it. Mother-in-law, grandmother-in-law, they don't care about football. I mean, they don't know you got a hundred late on that game right there. That that <laughs> the Citadel just poured a backdoor touchdown and burned your butt, and 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 they wonder why you're mad that Citadel just scored a yep. touchdown against Army yep. or something. You know, they don't, yep. they just don't get it. Nope. I don't watch a football nope. game without money on it. <laughs> oh God, <I'm>, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This, wa- this I don't. I just Go I ahead, only Cleo. watch football on my own too on Saturdays. My my friends have learned. My friends have caught on now. They ask me to hang out Saturdays, and usually it's a no unless it's late at night. Then I might go hang out. But I'm like, don't call me, don't text me while Auburn and Notre Dame are playing, and don't really ever ask me to hang out on Saturdays because it's gonna be a no. Hey, guys, there's two things you don't call me during. You don't call me during an Auburn football game, Sonny, and you don't call me during Game of Thrones. Those two things. You I'm better call me during Game of Thrones now. One of these I mean, days I'll watch failed, that show. Sonny, I'm a, I'm Sonny you're the only person that's called me today. Sonny, Sonny, you're the only person that's called me today. Uh, tonight at 9 o'clock. Around that, my phone will blow the hell up. It'll be everybody calling. Hey, I just wanted to touch base with you and see how you're doing. Finally, when my kids asleep, uh, everybody quiet. That phone will blow up. You better not. Yep, I'm calling you. You gotta turn the phone off, Tarvin. You know, there's, you know, if it's important, they'll call your wife. That's the way I look at it. If it's important, they'll call your wife. And if they're important to you, they, they got her number too. So, you know, there's no excuse. Turn the phone off, and you're all set. Now, I don't know if your wife watches it with you, but that's the way I'm in football. I'm just, you know, you know. And, and by the way, if I'm at a football, I don't like football parties. 
okay? Because right. not everybody, not everybody's in the game. I don't go to Super Bowl Sunday parties. Forget it, no. because they're not watching the game. They're more, they're more socializing. They're more, and they think that the commercials are cute. I, I don't, yep. I don't care about commercials. I care about the stupid football game. And when the game comes back on, will you shut up about the stupid kitty cats in the commercial? I don't care. <laughs> I do not. Sonny, Sonny, you're just like me. I do not do parties with people with females there. And oh, females are the worst. They're talking, talking, hey. they're talking Trump or somebody. I could care less. I'm talking football right now. Hey, now, if a woman knows her sports, then, hey, babe, come sit down next to me. But if you don't know about sports or you're trying to find out about sports, there's two things that you don't do if you're trying to find out about sports. You don't try to learn during Super Bowl Sunday, period. If you want to learn about sports or football, the preseason is perfect for you, okay, because no one cares about preseason football. So go ahead, ask me all the questions. But week number one, you know, unless you're going to sit there and say, man, they should have passed that ball, they should have got that guy in the slot, just don't even talk to me unless you're bringing me a beer or a sandwich, period. Or, or you don't have clothes on, okay? Well, when you get old like me, you don't even want that. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> I'm, I'm 40. That doesn't work anymore. I mean, it's just, no, it don't. okay. Hey, I'm blind. Let's bring on <laughs> Cuervo and see if Cuervo thinks we're all stupid. Cuervo, all of us put football ahead of everything else. Are we crazy or 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 Cuervo? Do you like going to weddings? Do you love going to weddings during football season? What do you think? When when did you get married, actually? No, I, I got married right after the season ended. Uh, at the, at the February 14th, perfect day to do it. Perfect day to do it. There's nothing going on on Valentine's Day except stupid chocolates and anniversaries. That's the way you do it. <laughs> well, and, and meaningless basketball. But other than that, yeah, you're going to keep going on. So. <laughs> well, man, Mike, Mike, full. I've got Hold on, 13, 12, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 callers right now in the queue, and we're wow. six of us are on right now. So that's pretty good, guys. <laughs> pretty good. 336 here, so stay right there. We'll get to you in just a moment. But Cuervo, glad to have you on tonight. Great wedding day, Quinn. You and Jonathan are married. Do not do it in the fall. I mean, because here's the deal. I mean, they're going to expect big things. Every and you know, I October sixth that I got married on was Vanderbilt that year. But what about the next few years? Let's go to the let's go to the calendar. Remember, it, I mean, if your if your anniversary falls on a Tuesday, you're celebrating it that weekend before, and you're celebrating it that next weekend. Just remember that. Yeah. There's no there's no <laughs> one day anniversary. Let's go to Auburn schedule this year. Okay, October seventh is a Saturday. We play Ole Miss at home, honey. Uh. I love you and everything. It's been great. Ten wonderful years. I'll take you to Hawaii in January or February. How about that? But, you know, the next weekend's LSU and Baton Rouge. I mean, I can't. I'm sorry. I just – my wife knows I love her too, but there's only certain things that can – I mean, I don't put anything ahead of her, but she loves me enough to know that Brian – you know, I know what Brian likes and what he needs, and unless it's an emergency – I won't bother him. So let's bring on the 336 area code. I'm not even sure where that is. You're on way in sports. Who's this and where are you from? 
Hey, this is Tom. I'm calling from North Carolina. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? Uh, good, Tom. Thanks for calling. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Hey, I, you know, I was uh, I was looking online for some. Uh, I'm sitting here bored, so I was looking for some decent radio shows, and uh, I just happened to click on this one. I really like what I'm hearing, fellas. Uh, how how long have you guys been in radio? I've been doing it. We've been doing it on this show for about five years. Sonny Clark and Cuervo have been doing it for about eight years or ten years, right, guys? 2009, and Cuervo came on in 2010. Okay, yeah, nice. we've been now, on since guys, 2012. Uh, I was gonna say, have you guys ever thought about getting a nationally syndicated radio show, anything like that, or not not necessarily national, but like broadcast radio? Thought about it, um, but it's just with work. And, I'll, I'll and tell you what, like that, it's, <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. It's, it's tough on everybody. You know, you can you can fuck a chicken in the ass, but uh, it, ah, you know, here we go, here we go. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey I, 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 I talked to your mother, and buddy, she she sure didn't like that. So, hey, the funny thing is, here's the here's the phone number, three three six. Nine four nine seven four two six. So the last time this happened, all of my fans just harassed this sob. Uh, what, was the, so what was the number again? What was the number again? Three three six nine four nine seven four two six. And people like this that live in their mom's basement probably screwing their mother. That's the only thing they can do on a on a Sunday night is, is call and, and and they can't carry on a discussion with anybody. So I can't wait to terrorize this SOB. Yeah, we'll, we'll have here, a little fun with them now that I got the number. Hold on. Here, here he's back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How, how's, how's your mom's basement doing, buddy? Can you hey, Tom. Me in the ass Take a shit. Take a shit. Hey, Brian. 
Hey, Brian. Yes, sir. Hey, Tarvin. <laughs> you know, you know, it's the most dangerous thing in the world. What's that? A board marine. A board marine. I yeah. have no problem passing this. Hey, I've got no problem passing this number on to all the Marines out there that are on duty on a Sunday night. Got nothing better to do than prank phone call somebody. And believe me, Thank some, you. Of, some of the stuff that they'll say to him, that, that I mean, he, he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be looking behind his back and his ass. Yeah. I'm gonna call the police and say I was threatened. I was violated on my own radio show by this person. Maybe they'll lock him up. <laughs> He talked about. I already uh, found his name and address. You already found it. <laughs> oh my it, god! I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and send it over to you, Brian. It's oh, you better send it to me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll drop it. I'll drop it into a, a face. Uh, one of the Facebook message bombs. Yeah, you where, where, where does he live, Jonathan? What 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 city and state? Uh, Reedsville, North Carolina. Oh, that's about good ass whipping distance right there. I can drive there in just a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> ass whipping distance. Oh boy. I'm gonna put, put that in MapQuest Square, Bo, and see how long it's gonna take me to get over there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, hey, I wonder how far away that is from Jacksonville, North Carolina, because uh, there's a there's a big base. Full of Marines that I'm sure would love to knock on his door, paying the visit. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> and you know what? We'll, we'll, the, we'll go Facebook Live with that video and that feed, and we'll watch a guy living in his mom's basement crap himself. So uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll teach that'll you to call a radio fun. station, you punk. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Exactly. Well, guys, I'll go ahead and explain to this. Okay, yeah, and, and, and since I've got, there's I've got the link, guys. on the show, and I know I know Jay Cutler is a hot topic in the past, but all of a sudden he re- he retires from football, he gets him a job doing some um, commentating or whatever he's going to do, and Cuervo, before he could even get started, he's playing with Miami. I mean, th- 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 this can't come as a surprise to you, right? Yeah, I mean, he didn't even commentate yet, so I mean, he didn't even – he even started his life after football, but no, I, I mean we talked about this earlier uh, on our show. Um, it, it, it made all, it made all the sense in the world, and, and you know people that want to make fun of Cutler, I mean by all means we're 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 gonna we're gonna throw our jokes, but um, I'm telling you it, it this is the this is a signing that is gonna put Miami uh, back in the playoffs this year, uh, and that's assuming that. He plays all 16 games, and that's assuming that uh, you know there's there's no type of of you know setbacks or, or anything like that with him learning the playbook and whatnot. I mean, if, if all goes well, I mean, I, like you said, I mean, Gates he's known him for forever, so it didn't make all the sense in the world. Why not Tony Romo? You think, Sonny? Why is uh? Cutler getting the looks and the calls, and what about Romo and Colin Kaepernick? You know, Colin Kaepernick would be a good little mascot on any team. 
Well, well, first of all, Colin Kaepernick, you know, I, I, I'm tired of hearing about every quarterback available, you know, team that needs a quarterback, you got to call uh, Colin Kaepernick. I'm sick of hearing that crap already. All right. So, so put that to the side because, you know, Colin Kaepernick, you know, in, uh, let's see, 12 games, won one game. I don't care what his stats are. If you want to back him up with those mediocre you know, stats, you can go ahead and do so. But the simple fact of the matter is Tony Romo, Tony Romo's got the hottest woman in Dallas, Texas, um, who is a news, uh, uh, she's on the news uh, at late night. She, he's got a gentleman agreement with Jerry Jones, so when Dak Prescott comes down, he can re-sign his contract and get back up on this football team, and he's got it out from his broadcasting contract as well. Simple as that. And I called this when I heard D was going to retire. Tony Romo will only come back to Dallas because he's got a beautiful home, beautiful wife, and Jerry Jones. Uh, you know, it, you know, say whatever you want about him. Best owner in football as far as a guy that gets drunk and starts paying people. So you got to love a guy like that. So there you go. And he's in the Hall of Fame. A Hall of Fame drunk that signs bad contracts to mediocre players, and my gosh, they're loyal. And and Johnson, he loves signing those ex-convicts too, does? Yeah, Jerry Jones and his um, and I guess you'd say his foray into not really caring uh, about who he brings in and what kind of baggage they have. You know, it, it's it. You gotta I gotta respect Jerry, Jerry Jones for what he's done for football and everything he's done for the Cowboys organization. Um, but you know he does tend to like to bring in some um, some some shady characters. I mean, you know, so I, I good on the Dolphins though for getting Cutler. And I mean, one year ten million seems kind of dumb, but good on them for getting him in. That way they have a backup for Matt Moore um, that Gates can trust. And I don't think Cutler starts day one. Um, you know, I mean, obviously why not? I tired. Why not? I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm sorry I did interrupt you because it's. It, but you know, and so, hey, there's two guys Sonny Clark like. One is Charlie Whitehurst. Don't ask me why. Okay, and the other is Matt Moore. Uh, Matt Moore. Uh, don't ask me why. But you know, Jay Cutler right now. It, 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 remember who's the coach there, okay? He played with the Chicago Bears, okay? He is back in Denver. That's the reason why he starts day one. He already knows the playbook. So, Matt Moore, you know, as much as I love me some Matt Moore, he's not going to be the starter week one. He might be starter, you know, when it's uh, the preseason game. But week one, when the games are on the line, it's going to be Jay Cutler in there starting without question. Oh, I, I, I just look at it and I see how more – came in last year for Tannehill at the end of the season and was able to, you know, get the team to the playoffs. And even though they lost to Pittsburgh, uh, look confident. And I'm with you. I've always liked Matt Moore. Uh, and, I mean, I remember Charlie Whitehurst from his days at Clemson, and I have some flashbacks that aren't fun, but he was such a fun quarterback. But, um, you know, I, I think Moore, just because Cutler has been off the whole summer and he's not comfortable with personnel, I think Moore right now, I think has the edge, but I agree with you. I think if Gates has his way, and if Cutler, if Cutler, if Cutler gets up to speed quick enough, he will start week one. You mean non-Cutler, non-Cutler? Well, 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 Cutler, I think he's been, he has been working out training because I don't think it came as a surprise to him. His agent probably said, "Look, you're taking this gig. 
you may change your mind. Don't be surprised if if you're the first quarterback called if something happens. So you know Cutler wasn't just sitting up eating Cheetos all summer. He probably looks like it, but I'm I'm sure he was, you know, getting some exercise in here and there. But I'm surprised maybe Tony Romo hasn't been called or, or that name hasn't been circulated. I don't think Kaepernick's going to be signed by anybody. Nobody wants that kind of baggage on your team. You call a you call a owner a, a uncle or you call Ray Lewis an uncle Tom or his girlfriend did called him a, what do they call him a slave owner a murderer the owner of the Ravens. a murderer yeah yeah I mean it's just like really dude I mean nobody in the NFL is going to touch you for using racial language like that I mean it's just stupid I mean these owners are all tight knit together. And never, and I, I am tired of hearing about Colin Kaepernick too. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's he's never come. I mean, he may come back. I would never say never, but I mean, I, I couldn't take him, Cuervo. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, to me, he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, even if he's that, if he's that, do you really want to bring somebody on your team that's going to cause this kind of distraction? I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of baggage that comes with signing Colin Kaepernick. So, I mean, that's why it doesn't surprise me that, you know, teams say they're interested, but uh, but they, they haven't really taken any action on signing him. Um, so, it, 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 it's a lot that comes with bringing in a guy like that. So, I don't think any team wants a part of it. It's, it's way – it's like Sonny said, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one thing to disrespect certain individuals, but – when you disrespect the American colors uh, in the way that he did, it's, it, you're you're pissing off a whole nation, and 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 that is that's more than any team should should have to uh, handle. So that's why, and that's why he's he's sitting there unemployed. Um, you know, and as far as Jay is concerned, that's the only job that Jay was going to come out of retirement for, and it just so happened that Tannehill went down with that knee injury, so. If it wasn't for that, um, you know, he'd still be preparing uh, cue sheets and, and whatever they have in the, in the announcing booths, uh, getting ready for, for preseason and, and, you know, week one regular season games. So that's my take on it. I mean, it's just, you know, the Kaepernick thing is just way too much baggage. I mean, he pissed the whole nation off. There ain't no recovering from that. Hey, hey, hey Jonathan, will you, will you take over just for a few minutes? Jonathan, you guys talk and you guys go amongst yourself, but I need about hmm. five minutes. So you guys go ahead. You, yeah, you got yeah, go, it. Hey, hey, go ahead. Hey, Jonathan. By the way, and everybody who's listening, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick is out of a job by his own doing. He opted out of his contract. So I don't feel sorry for Colin Kaepernick. He can be a San Francisco 49er now. Okay, but he opted out of the contract. Now, what they were going to do with the contract, whether they kept him, that, that's irrelevant. He's the one that opted out of the contract. He's the one that don't have the job. He's the one that brought the four branches of the military on his back because of what he did. Now, it's real simple. And all these people talking about this whole situation, you know, he's not, not being signed because of – of what he's protesting. He's not not being signed because of, of, of anything else except for the fact that he disrespected the military. You can disrespect just about anybody else in this country, but you cannot spit in the face of the military 
and, and urinate all over the graves of the guys that gave you the right to do that. And not only that, do it on 9-11. The first can it might be if you looked up stupidity in the dictionary, it might be that move right there, right next to the definition, because that has got to be one of the dumbest things that he could have done. And I'm not saying he shouldn't protest what he's doing. I'm not saying that I don't believe in what he's protesting. But there are certain things that you don't do, and you don't piss off the people that gave you the very rights to do what you did and, and, and shove it in their face. It's just it's, it's so disrespectful. Uh, I, I, so I, I, I agree that I, I didn't – hold on. Let me get my words in order here, guys. Um, I agree with you that I did not like his protest. As somebody who has one, two, three uncles, a grandfather, a cousin, and numerous friends um, outside of that who who served in the military, Um, I believe in respecting the American flag uh, to the point where I'm really picky about even buying something um, that has the flag uh, on it. and I look at Kaepernick, and I see somebody who I, I really can't stand. I have disdain for him. And my disdain for Kaepernick actually has nothing to do with his protest. My disdain for Kaepernick was I watched him at Nevada. I watched him in college. And I said, oh, my goodness, this kid has a chance to be one of the next great quarterbacks. He has a chance to be the best quarterback out of his draft class which included, you know, guys like Cam Newton uh, and, and Andy Dalton. And I really thought Kaepernick had all the tools, and you saw him being put together. And then he got wrapped up in his own head, and he threw everything away so that he could become a social activist, so that he could uh, please his, his, his girlfriend, uh, who believes that the Ravens owner is, uh, what what she called Biscotti a slave owner or whatever. So I I really I really can't stand what's become of Kaepernick. Uh, um, I I I believe in his right to a peaceful protest, but at the same point in time, uh, the protest has to be in a proper and correct setting, and you also have to be protesting the right thing and protesting the American flag because you feel that you. Are you and your your quote unquote people are oppressed? Not that wasn't his fight to step in. A, you made a hundred million dollars over like five years. You're not oppressed. Shut up. B, <laughs> uh, you you were adopted by two rich white people and raised in a in an upper class community. Shut up. And C, um, last time I checked, uh, you're not. You know, it's not like you're over there looking Samuel Jackson dark, dude. Like you could pass for Puerto Rican. So I don't, I don't know what you think. You know, don't, don't, don't pull me over just after my. What do you even mean? Like, dude, ain't nobody pulling you over in your Maserati. Shut up. I just, <laughs> I, I really just have a hard time with Kaepernick. Now, the reason why Kaepernick doesn't have a job. It's the same reason why Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel don't have jobs. Let's let's be Absolutely. let's be honest and open. Is that they yep. should be backup quarterbacks to be in your trust. But the problem is, is that they're too much of a media spectacle. So ESPN 
uh, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, however you look at it, ESPN is the reason why Tim Tebow, Johnny Menzel, and Colin Kaepernick are not in the NFL. I mean, did anybody disagree with that? I, I'm right there with you, Cuervo. I mean, it, you know, when you think about what Colin Kaepernick is and what he's talking about, and all the people that are saying the stupidest things, which I'm not watching NFL until Cap gets a job. Well, again, I go back to the fact he made it that way. He could have a job. And number two, if you can't understand how insulting the military um, how that can make someone feel. It's almost like saying, uh, you know, no disrespect, but. It, 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 what you did was the big but right there. You you disrespected the, the military. So how people can look at you and, and yeah. decide that they have disdain for you is real simple. You disrespected the same thing that gave you the rights that you have to go ahead and protest. So, it, owners, they don't want that guy on their team because guess what? He's offended that he does that. All this is going against him. People are offended by what he did. We have a right to feel that way. We're in a free country. You had a right to do what you do. We had a right not to like it either. So there you go. And that doesn't matter if it's the NFL owners or whoever it is. You have a right to be offended by his actions just as much as he has a right to be offended that he's getting the backlash from it. You have a right to protest, and I have a right to not hire you and give you money. Like, like let's let's just call it call it what it is, you know. And yep. I mean, look, I, I just if, if, I that, just if that was understand. any of us, Jonathan, would, would if that was yeah. any one of us on this show, would be fired right now. I mean, there'd be in no, a heartbeat, no talking. Well, and, they would. I would well, have a job. About, I promise you. Right. I mean, well, think about how many. Uh, so here's the thing: is people. Are, People really point to the protesters, you know, pizza, you know, they're, they're, blah, 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 what, shut up, but, you know what I mean, like, look, Brandon Marshall for the Denver Broncos, I just hope it's on his own team, like, there are multiple players across the NFL who also took the knee, okay, they also did it, right, and maybe they didn't do it for a half a season, they did it for one game or two games, and these guys did their protest, and then, like, Military members reached out and like, well, we need to talk to you, and they actually had the conversations, right? That, that's the thing there. And those guys still have jobs. Colin Kaepernick is the only big-name player who does not have a job in the NFL and blames the protest. That's it. The other guys still have their gigs. They're good football players, so they got to keep their jobs. I mean, is anybody missing that fact right there? Brandon Marshall takes me. Has meeting with the, with military members in Denver, right? But he he also took the knee. He still has his job because he can start on a defense. Colin Kaepernick couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbert in a quarterback competition. Colin Kaepernick's not starting. I mean, am I going to see this? Like the NFL doesn't care about your protest. You don't care if you beat your wife. Okay, if you can still play well for the dollars they're going to give you, you'll have a job. I get that point to a to a certain point, Jonathan. Anything else, I would say he would still have a job. But man, against the mil- it's just the wrong kind of baggage to have. And what it what it shows is is that he's not a patriotic person. Even though that's not what he was putting out there as his protest, the fact that he did it the way he did it 
It shows disrespect to patriotism, and that's the reason why. It's not because he's, it's a racial thing. That's not the reason why he doesn't have a job. It's not because of what he's protesting. Hell, anybody in the right mind doesn't want to see black people get beat up by white cops, okay? They think it's appalling just as much as I Amen. do, okay? Amen. It's simple, just like that. Anybody in the right mind goes, looks at that situation and goes, that's ludicrous. Colin, you're absolutely right. They look at it as a disrespect and you're an unpatriot, and I'm going to say it the way uh, Tarvin would say, an unpatriotic bitch. And that's what they look at him like. And it has nothing to do with this protest and it has nothing to do with this race. Well, my thing is, is if they're not if they're not going to let him on a team, then they shouldn't let wife beaters on the team. They shouldn't let people that commit serious felonies on teams. But yet they still do. They're not scared of that, that backlash. Why do these Yeah, but it's not unpatriotic. I would say that's <laughs> what Kaepernick did. I would say beating I, women is 500 times worse. I, 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 would, I would, you know, Quinn, I, I have to be honest with you. It's easier to give somebody a second chance when they commit a crime. You're like, oh, we're going to give him a second chance. Nobody can be like, we're going to give him a second chance. And, and there's also the whole, you know, there's so many. All right, so here's the thing. Greg Hardy leaves the Panthers to get signed by the Cowboys after all that mess happens, right? Did you see any really big protests, like, across the league? No. Like, you heard no. people complain about it, but nobody was like, I'm not going to watch football until Greg Hardy doesn't have a job. You never really heard a lot of that. The problem with Kaepernick was, my God, the upswell of people that are like, okay, all right, I'm done. I'm going to go mow the lawn. I got Saturdays anyways. And see, that, that, that that's the funny thing. If you look at the country dynamic, it's not just split across uh, lines of color skin on who backs him or not, because even that's a little fuzzy, okay? Obviously, you have overlaps in both ways. But you have the demographic of north and south. And in the southern states, a lot of people who, I mean, you would say the southern states are more patriotic, at least that's what some people let you believe. I don't, I don't know. You can judge that for yourselves. Uh, but um, you, you had a lot of people in the southern states going, well, hell, I got Saturday. I don't really need Sunday. And what, what, they're going to keep it. Nah, that's them done, right? And now that he's out of the league, those people are like, all right, maybe, maybe I'll come back. And that's the thing, is that he's such a big PR hit that you're afraid to touch him. Whereas the white beater, it's, oh, well, everybody deserves a second chance, Quinn. Everybody deserves a second chance. I don't think anybody stopped watching football because of Colin Kaepernick. I, I, I think that's crazy. I mean, I kept watching it. I think he's a piece of crap. But, but I think the – the racism thing and that unpatriotic thing, there's no changing that in somebody. Somebody makes a mistake, yep. they get a DUI, they, they do something stupid. There are There is a chance probably of some rehabilitation, and everybody, it's not a big deal, Quinn, in, in the locker room as much as, as we make it out to be. But you start talking racism and said 25 30% of your locker room's white or, or some of those players have cops as, um, as parents or relatives or soldiers Anything like that, that's the problem. I mean, Ka- Kaepernick's more famous now than he's ever been. Think about that. If he goes back to play football, he's going to lose popularity and and nobody's going to be talking about him anymore because he's going to be a backup quarterback in the NFL that nobody cares about. So, so okay. Jonathan, he's just a lot more popular today 
than he's ever been, all because of these stupid comments. That's why the, that's why it's crazy that everybody, every well, sports show is talking about this fool. Well, and, and like the best. Go ahead, Quinn. I'm sorry. All I'm saying is NFL, is NFL owners and the NFL itself are hypocrites. That's all I'm well, saying. Without question. What do you Okay, 
Um, Colin Kaepernick, I agree, is not one. I think that he should take it. You know, I I think I'm all right with him protesting. And I've heard other people on majors, uh, with all due respect to Bob Costas, I love the guy. The guy's so smart, you know, and and he's so intelligent. And I'm not saying he's in it. He's not, he's unintelligent for for saying that he's being blackballed. Um, it, it's real simple. There's just certain things that are called taboo. And when you sh- it, un- being unpatriotic is being taboo in this country. And yeah, a white beater can be forgiven before someone who is unpatriotic. I'm not saying it's right, but I bet you that's the feeling in this country. If you go rob someone, you can be forgiven of that. But be unpatriotic? No. I mean, see how people freak out when someone accidentally drops the United States flag on the ground. That's Cuervo about that. That that re- hey man, that, that starts down at the toes and comes up to the head. I mean, Sonny, how many people have forgiven O.J. Simpson? Hmm. Well, I mean, let's just think about that now. And, and by the way, apparently O.J.'s moving to Tampa. So, I really like. Like, I, I mean. I can't get That's where his family's at. <laughs> it used to be in Atlanta. Apparently now they're in Tampa. So I got you please calling calling hookers in my backyard. And I got O.J. Simpson moving in my backyard. Can y'all just go away? Like, bro, we don't need you. We got enough stupid people from Ohio. Anyway, <laughs> you should go hang out with them. Yeah, let me go hang out at O.J. Simpson at Odyssey, uh, Odyssey 2001. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, I do. But, uh, <laughs> So many people just forgave him. How many people are just kind of like, how many people today are just like, oh, OJ's out of jail, whatever. You know, I don't really care. No one cares. Well, 
Colin Kaepernick hasn't got one, and nobody can figure out why. Look at look, look at the quote unquote crime he committed. Yeah, my whole thing is just if NFL owners are going to be willing to give wife beaters a second chance, then they should be able to give everyone second chances. I mean, that's just But my they don't opinion. have to. Yeah, but they don't have yeah, to. No, they don't have to. Like, that, that's the perfect thing about, about about our society is that I can tell you that I don't want to pay you. Um, and, and that's that. Like, that's, that's the beautiful thing here. So if they don't think that he's – Paying him a million dollars is worth the headache he's going to bring because they don't have to pay him. Like, Greg Hardy came in, and nobody really talked about him after a little while, right? Ray Lewis never got a second job. Um, I mean, it's, I don't even know if Frank Clark's even playing. If I'm not mistaken, Doriel Green Beckham just got cut. You know, so there's a lot of guys that were like, oh, look how terrible people they are, and you don't really hear about them anymore. They, they play right. themselves out. Yeah. Being a murderer, well, being God. a murderer, you can walk the street, all right. But be unpatriotic, uh, you're not forgotten. I mean, I you're mean, just not forgotten. Michael Vick got a job that nobody saw coming. It, yep. <clears throat> Randy yeah, Moss hit a cop. Out. I mean, Randy Moss hit a cop with his car and got a second job. Hey, hey, Sonny, remember this one? That does Brian slap his mother? Yes. And people forgot about that oh, one, right? Man, that's, they did. That's pretty bad. I have it, but, but most people. I mean, come yep. on, man. See, but here's, but, but, but guys, this is the, this is the thing, though. This is what the point proves is that you can be uh, an accused murderer. You could be, uh, you know, a wife beater. You could be, you know, any of those things. But the one thing that you will not be forgiven for is disrespecting the, the American colors. That That's what this proves right here. That that's the one thing you cannot do. Absolutely. It's, unforgiv- it's, it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. So, Especially in a day with terrorism going on, with, with the terrorists and everything that's going on in this country, and you stand that you come against our nation and our country, people just don't want to hear that. They don't want to, they don't even want to think about you. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. I think Colin Kaepernick's doing this on purpose. I think he realizes he's, he's not good enough to play in the NFL. Yeah, he doesn't. He knows he's not he good enough. So, so how? He ruffles yeah, How can I get in the media? He does. How can I be relevant? And and that's what he's doing. He's just it's talking this like crap. If anybody was smart, he's, they, he's the same person. He's the same person. What's the next I'm done with Kaepernick. What's next? We've wasted exactly. too much damn time on him. Well, we're going to talk college so the football now, guys. Now we're going to do SEC East tonight. Hey, I, I asked a question on, in your page. I asked a question in your page, and I wanted to know the answer, and you didn't answer there, Tarvin. On your page, I asked, you. well, you said Auburn and Oklahoma City or Oklahoma State are underrated. My question is to you. I might think that about Auburn, but – Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State. Are they even ranked? I mean, are they in your top fifteen? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think they're 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 right there, close to Oklahoma to win the Big Twelve. And the way I'm looking at it, the Big Twelve champion, as long as they don't have two losses, will probably get into this thing. And West Virginia has got a lot of firepower. Um, I think their defense. And Jonathan, you studied them probably more than I have of anybody. I don't know your thoughts about them, but they're returning seven offensive starters from a uh, 
a great offense, five defensive starters. They they do play Oklahoma at home. That's a big thing. And 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 you know the Big Twelve or the Big Twelve championship game this year could possibly rematch Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So for yeah. those reasons, I just I just think those Auburn and Oklahoma State are two teams that could that could get in there and make some noise that really nobody's even given credit to. Oh, I I happen to think Oklahoma State when they've got James Washington and Mason Rudolph to come back another year, and uh, they they were uh, a fantastic duo. I, they successfully the most prolific duo in college football last year, quarterback receiver. Um, so their offense is gonna it's gonna keep on rolling. They got a really good offense. You know, the name of the game obviously in the Big Twelve is whose defense is a little better than everybody else's. So who gives up twenty eight points instead of thirty five a game, right? Um, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma sure. and West Virginia, Kansas State are the top four teams, I think, in that aspect. Kansas State, I don't think, has the offense that's going to be able to keep up with the horses. Uh, so it's going to be like West Virginia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, right? Well, I don't really trust uh, West Virginia's athletes compared to the two schools from Oklahoma. Oklahoma things seem like they're starting to tilt in the wrong direction for them. I think Oklahoma State, as of right now, I have them as my favorite uh, to win the Big 12 Conference. It's just can their defense not very good last year, uh, can it come through and actually make a stop when they need it. Um, and Brian and I both have uh, an affinity for Auburn uh, right now. So you're going to hear a lot about yeah, it this is, the next and guys, guys, I'm going to tell you this about Auburn. And I'm 40. I've seen some good Auburn teams. Cuervo, you've seen some good ones too. This, to me, has a chance to be probably the best Auburn team from from you look at the first person that roster to the end with the talent, the depth, um, the key offensive line depth, defensive line depth that I like, the key, I mean, the improvement in linebacker in the secondary. But the main thing, too, the quarterback. I mean, I, I spoke to someone at Auburn that's been there about 30 years, and he said he's never seen a quarterback as good as this at Auburn. And, and you know, and, and I don't know, Cam Newton comes to mind, you know. I think Cam Newton was a damn good quarterback. But I think what he's saying is a, a passer like this that can throw the ball anywhere he wants to. And this is not the Big 12, Sonny. This is the SEC. So he's got to prove himself. But if all the pieces are together, if this quarterback plays, I've seen the defense, I've seen the offensive line, I've, I know the running backs, the receivers, this quarterback can make everybody on the field better. And if Auburn gets that, I mean, I, I just look at last year's team, Sonny, a team that went 8-4 and four in the regular season, should have beat Clemson, should have beaten Georgia, should have beaten Texas A&M. I mean, they lost those games. And Alabama would have been a lot closer with a quarterback. So you're looking at a 10-2 and two at worst team last year in Auburn if they had any kind of quarterback play. This year they do. Quinn, you speak up. You're an Auburn fan. I mean, this Stidham guy. From what I'm hearing, is the real deal. He is the truth. I have a question for you, Tarvin. From your sources, when are you hearing that they're going to name him the starter officially? He's already the starter. I mean, look. They have. I mean, when look, are they going to? I, 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 I have that for Gus, Gus has to keep. Gus has to keep Sean White happy, Quinn. If he tells him too early, you never know. The guy may. May head on somewhere else. I don't know, but I mean right. the thing is, we we need Sean White. We need a backup. I know. We don't well, know. So here, here, here's we don't know how happen. healthy he's going to be. Here, here, here's how it's going to be worded, okay? Because Jimbo, 
did this in 2013 and nobody caught on. Okay. So that Jameis is our quarterback, but it's a battle between Jameis and Jacob. Jameis has an early lead right now. We'll see how it plays uh, before, uh, you know, the, we'll make our decision probably a week before pit, right? The day after classes start, Jameis Winston is our starting quarterback. Huh, why the day after classes start? Because then the kid can't, yeah, the kid has to sit out that year and next year for his transfer. Oh, yeah, that's how this game works. Well, the minute the semester starts, Jarrett instead of will be named the quarterback because Sean White then can't transfer immediately and be able to play yeah. next year. Well, oh, yeah. well, Sean and Quinn, let me Quinn, let me tell you this. If you go to and Sonny, you'll know this, and Jonathan, if you go to Vegas right now, Sean White is a, what a twelve to one Heisman Trophy, and he's like a minus six hundred to win the starting job at Auburn. I mean, it's it's a guarantee. I mean, it's I mean, look, I've seen Sean White. He's a pretty player. He's an eight and four quarterback. He's an eight and four at best quarterback. Auburn will never get above eight wins with him at the quarterback. I heard he put on twenty pounds, twenty five pounds. If so, that's great. But his arm, his deep ball, go look at every deep ball Sean White threw. He underthrew receivers. They had to come back for it. Stidham hits them in, in, in rhythm and in stride. And that's something you can't really coach. This guy's a true passer. He's a true quarterback. Sean White's a gritty guy. And it's going to be. You know, it's going to be a, a battle, but I, I think Sean White will get some snaps during some mop-up duty, Jonathan. But at the end of the day, Stidham's going to be the best quarterback in the SEC. And it's not even close, guys, I'm telling you. And and, and, and he's not Jeremy Johnson. People keep coming back saying, well, what about Jeremy Johnson? Well, Jeremy Johnson never proved – he had one half of a football game early in the season, and you never saw him again, really. But this Stidham guy, all of his career – was a big-time quarterback, went to Baylor, started in tough situations, did some great things. I think sitting out a year and not playing, not even counting against his eligibility, was good for him. I think he's matured a lot. He's 20 years old, and he's a sophomore, Jonathan. That's a, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, my my infatuation with him, um, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback prospect. Um uh, I I thought he was the best quarterback coming out of this recruiting class, even though you may not get full four years out of him, but you already got a year of the of the development out of the way. You got you saw the playing time. Um, I mean, you obviously got to worry about him getting hurt. That's kind of how his career at Auburn, uh, I mean, not Auburn at Baylor, ended. Um, but the kid's insanely talented. He can throw. He he's mobile. Uh, I I just I think it, I think he's the best true. I think he's the best quarterback Auburn's had. Uh, honestly, best true quarterback Auburn's had in a while. You know, Cam Newton. No, Cam Newton was not a true quarterback at Auburn. I, you know, he 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 was a he big was just a man back. amongst boys. <laughs> yeah, like you know, you didn't rely on Cam to throw the ball forty times in the game to help you win. You could do that with Stidham. Um, you know, I just I think that you know this kid is the leader of what looks like a good crop of quarterbacks in the SEC. You know, I have the ACC and all the kids last year, right? We look at the SEC, right. you see kids like Allen. And Hurts uh, and Stidham. I mean, you know, Danny Etling's got a, got another year under his belt. I'm interested to see if he comes back any better. You have Fitzgerald. You have Shea Patterson. Uh, Texas A&M has nobody. Huh? It's loaded Jacob this year. Eason. The SEC is loaded. 
Yeah, because you have Bentley and you have Ethan, you have that kid at Kentucky. I cannot remember his name. Uh, Vanderbilt, no. Florida, no. I mean, what, Malik Zaire? I, yeah, he couldn't make it happen at Notre Dame. He could make it, make it happen at Florida. Let's just you know, call, call it how it is. You know, uh, and Missouri's got that lock kid that looks good. So the FCC's got good. a very good crop of quarterbacks right now. Uh, and I, I think and, and Stidham, Sonny, like Brian said, is the best. Well, Sonny, you looked at the SEC last year and you saw a drop off. People were talking about the SEC wasn't as good and, and they're not, they're falling off. The problem was they had a lot of young quarterbacks in that league, a lot of freshman quarterbacks. You look at Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama. I mean, all these teams were, were playing with a, you know, it's hard as a young quarterback to come in and play in this league. But, Sonny, I think we answered your question, didn't we? Oh, yeah, you answered the question. I, I just – I watched a lot of Oklahoma State. And and you were talking about the games that they lost. I just didn't like the way they lost those games, Tarvin. Um, and that was one of the – you know, and if you're going to be that good and you're going to be considered, those are – you've got to win half of the ones that you lost in those, I, I think. But at the same time, I get what you're talking about. Yeah, I This mean, quarterback you know, with, is amazing. The problem though. with Oklahoma State is just – Defense. Defense. Can we figure it out. Defense. You know? I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, West Virginia blasted them last year. Uh, you know, it's just it, it, Oklahoma State. It's this is their year. If they don't make it happen this year, I honestly mm-hmm. don't know if they'll ever get it. You know, because 2011 was their best year to play for a title. They lost yes. to Iowa State in that weird funky game. Uh, yeah. And then got kind of jumped by the beast. Yes. Oh, Alabama deserved to be that. You know what? I. I really hate that argument because obviously those are the two best teams in the country. But at the same time, I hate rematches and championships. And I also hate the fact that a team that didn't even win their division got to play for a title. Anyways, uh, Oklahoma State, they had what looked to be their one and only shot in 2011. And now this year is really, it seems like this might be their last shot for another decade um, for them to make a run and make yep. a push, win the, win the conference, play for a championship. You know, in 2011, they're in the playoffs. They're playing Alabama in the first game. Who knows how that goes, but, you know, obviously that's not what you're looking forward to. Uh, this is the year where they could get to the playoffs and they could play Florida State in their first game. And, well, I think we all know how that would go. They're not looking forward to it either. Oh. <laughs> Well, you have to you have to really – I don't care what team you are, especially in the SEC, you have to – Sonny, you look at both sides of the ball up front. I know you do. You're a football guru. That's how you break down teams. How good is your offensive line? How good is your defensive line? How good is your quarterback? Those things are important. But Jonathan, he nailed it when he talked about the defense this year. Can they make some stops? Can they improve just enough to, to win those games? But I, I get what you're saying, Sonny. They – Oklahoma State's lost your trust last year in the games. The way they lost those games, team to Oklahoma, they lost by 11 to Baylor, and they lost to Central Michigan. I mean, that's the one. I think that game was was a cheat, wasn't it? I, I don't think they really lost. I think the they won they that game. Out of yeah, like, I mean, yeah. look, bad on you for letting Central <laughs> Michigan hang around, but the refs actually the, the refs gave Central Michigan and untimed down because they didn't know how to interpret the rule book. So, like, <laughs> I, I mean, really, I throw, I throw that game away, 
if you look at the Baylor game, and you're like, wow, that's bad. That's a, the Baylor game was a bad loss, and then Oklahoma, yeah. you know, they didn't belong on the field. Yeah, and you, you look at it, guys. Early in the season, I don't, I don't know of one team that's not vulnerable the first couple games of the season. There's not a team in football that Alabama. I have faith in the first two games. I don't have faith in them. I mean, I, I think if you're going to beat them, you know, early in the season, well, I think Florida State will beat them, but that's another topic. But, you know, Sonny, I look at these teams and I see Auburn. Hell, I mean, would it shock me if Georgia Southern or Clemson beat them? No. I mean, it's just early in the season, you have to keep your head up. Georgia playing Appalachian State this year to start out. Be careful. Notre Dame looming the next week. These games scare the piss out of me, and I don't care who you are. That's how you're going to lose your playoff um, is these Central Michigans, these Appalachian States. But the first couple games, I'm going to wipe those out. But you lost to your rival. You got dusted by Oklahoma. And they were playing good football. But losing to Baylor last year, they weren't that good. You, You lost to Baylor. But this year, you got South Alabama on the road. I don't know how the heck that happened. You got Pittsburgh on the road. Texas Tech on the road. That'll be a shootout at Texas and at West Virginia, Sonny. That's five road games. I don't count South Alabama as a road game, really. Uh, but at Pitt, at Texas Tech, at Texas, at West Virginia, they, I mean, that could be four losses right there. But how many will they win? Or three losses. How many will they win? Mm, I don't know. That's I, the key. You know, yeah, that, it, it's the key. And it, it, it's kind of funny uh, when you think about the schedule and who they got, okay, and, and I'll, I'll just shoot it back to Oklahoma State. It, you know, when you lose football games, okay, it, it, it just all depends on how you come out of that game, okay? Can you learn something on how you lost that game? And that's one thing I didn't see from Oklahoma State. They, they could not figure out how to improve to make sure that, that – because it was almost the same things happening over and over when it came to Oklahoma State. Now, Auburn, different story. I, I, I did not keep up with Auburn, although, by the way, you could tell your friends to get married on September 2nd when they play uh, Georgia Southern and uh, maybe September 16th against Mercer. Maybe those are the games that you can miss. But <laughs> take away from that, you, got, you, got, you just got to remember – <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Those look like like if I lost to Mercer, the wedding, right, Brian? <laughs> if I lost to Mercer, if I lost to Mercer, my friend's wedding, then I'm gonna ruin their wedding. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get drunk. I'm gonna because I'm gonna have a slap the bride. I'm yeah, gonna have it in his ear. Listening to the play-by-play in the middle of the ceremony is what will happen. <laughs> and Mercer upsets Auburn. What is Brian doing, RKO? And I now pronounced you I was wondering why yeah. he brought that baseball back to the wedding. I thought he was just giving him a weird gift. What is that? I was calling the cops. Nah. Yeah, I mean, it's, we didn't like him anyway. No, look, the for college football, I don't care who it is, every week's important because it's not just the Auburn-Mercer game. It's the three top ten games you're missing that weekend. So it's not just about Auburn. <laughs> those, Mercer, those Mercer games are, are 
are good games because I like to, you know, 70 points or something. You want to see how bad you can beat somebody. But, hey, guys, we don't have a lot of time, but let's move to the SEC East real quick. And I'm tired of hearing, guys, about Florida. I'm tired of hearing about how good they are. But let me tell you this about the Florida Gators real quick in the East. I don't think people realize, and, Jonathan, we said it on this show a hundred times, when uh, Muschamp's defensive guys leave that team, you're going to start seeing a drop-off because their offense got terrible last year. And you start seeing the defense kind of creep back a little bit. But I think all those players are gone now. The offense may be a little better. But now their defense will not be able to keep them in game. So I think Florida is a little bit overrated right now. Yep. That is music to my ears, guys. I mean, <laughs> well, okay, you know, Cuervo, I know it's music to your ears, and at the same time, I think your team's kind of assy. So, I, I, I hate to say it like that, but, you know, because we're buds because we both hate the same team, but, like, your team looks a little assy, too. Like, Georgia should win the division, but if anybody trusts Georgia, no. Like, 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 mm. This is how bad the SEC East is. This is how bad the SEC East is. People believe that Kentucky has a legitimate chance to win it. I'm done. That's it. Argument yeah. The whole division sucks. It's a, whoever wins this is going to get smoked by the champion of Alabama, which is the Iron Bowl, I like to call it. So they're going to get smoked by the winner of the Iron Bowl. Okay. And then they'll go play in the Capital One Bowl and lose to uh, some, a big ten don't lose to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tarvin, you have to you have to realize how bad the East is, and realize that it's probably likely oh. Florida's going to win it because the East is that bad. I don't think it's as bad as people think. I, I mean, it's not. It's horrible. Bad. It's not Alabama. Like, it's not, but it's not Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and those guys, but. But when I say the Big it's not Ten terrible, West there's is just so than much. The, SEC East. the Big Ten no. West is better. Yeah. No, it's not. Wisconsin yes, would is. run the table. Wisconsin Look. would beat. Uh, Here's the deal. Wisconsin Quinn. would beat Florida. Would beat Georgia. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. But but here's the deal. I look at Florida, Georgia. I look at South Carolina, Tennessee. I look at these teams. Guess what? They all have in common. They're all top 25 in the country in recruiting. You go to the Big Ten West, whatever you're talking about, those guys blow. And the only reason they make a bowl game is because they beat each other's ass every other week, and, 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 and that's an automatic win on their schedule. But remember when I'm not saying the, beat LSU last year? Uh, remember, uh, remember when Auburn beat them? Beat Wisconsin? Just, yeah. You know, yeah, no, but LSU. you know, those are SEC West teams, not East teams, right? Yeah, but, I mean, here's the deal, guys. The on, is uh, right. Here's my question. Can any of those teams in the East win 10 games? I'll say no. I, I no, think the no. wins it, he wins Georgia. eight games. Eight and four Here's the it. deal. But, 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 but it doesn't mean the conference sucks on that side. It doesn't – it means there could be parity. It could be there's no number one no. in there. But I, I mean, no. No. Florida, stop. Stop. Oh, there's no parity. Come on. Right up in the SEC East. No, no, there's no parity. Come on. Call a spade a spade and tell them they suck. 
Oh, I'm not saying they're great, but I'm saying I'm saying they're better than the Big Twin, Big Ten West. And if you look at no, at the not. end of the day, you look at you look at Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky. You take those teams and you compare mm-hmm. them to those five at the end of the year. You'll see. I'm just saying talent wise, they're a lot better than those. I'm gonna go to the Big Ten West real quick. I can't even remember the teams. They suck so bad. They're talented enough to lose to FSU four years in a row. They're talented enough that they're gonna lose to Michigan and Dallas. Georgia's talented enough to lose to Florida when they got Treon Harris, a quarterback, playing quarterback <laughs> twice. That is, Mark Rick got fired because he lost to Treon Harris twice. The, talent, the SEC East is talented enough to where six and six South, six and six South Carolina is good enough to lose to Clemson seven years in a row. They're talented enough to where Florida could beat Kentucky by 40 and Kentucky somehow in the division race. They're talented enough that Tennessee turns the ball over 40 million times and finishes 8-4. and four. Like, This division sucks. It is Okay, hold on, man. It hold is on. awful, and it's disgusting, okay, and it makes you want to vomit. Okay, hold on. Let's exactly. do this. Um, all right, Sonny, you're a neutral person on this. You look at Wisconsin. Okay. You like Here's the top three teams, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Nebraska. Let's move over to the east, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. Who's better with the top three right there? Um, say them again one more time. All right, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Nebraska. You got Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, well, I like Nebraska on the other side. Um, I, and I'm probably going Georgia the way. But that, but as I put in my post, you guys know more about college football. But I'm, I'm probably on the Nebraska side and maybe headed uh, up on Georgia. But Georgia's kind yeah, of coming I, down from the last couple of years. So yeah. we got to kind of watch I'll that. This. I'll ask you this. And you may not know this. I'll flip it to Jonathan. You take Wisconsin, Northwestern, Nebraska recruiting. You take Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. Who's oh, got recruit. the better recruits? Well, I, oh, I, Florida, I, Georgia, Tennessee, but yeah. they're in better recruiting areas. Who's better at developing talent? I would say That's Wisconsin, true. Nebraska, we don't know yet. Iowa's better at developing talent than, than Georgia is. You know, I mean, we we, yeah. we can play the recruiting game all day. We we can go around and chase <laughs> our tails, but it leads us back to Miami <laughs> losing seven in a row to Florida State, right, and not winning an ACC division championship. Like, let's be real. Oh, well, look how good Miami recruits. Look how good Florida recruits. Look how good Georgia recruits. Look how good Tennessee recruits. And you know what they all have in common? Not one damn playoff appearance. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get I'll get Georgia. Georgia Georgia's had some very talented teams, and they've dropped yeah. the ball on many occasions. I'm not going to lie, but what I'm saying is, this year the difference with the East compared to last year is the quarterback play in the East will be better, will be more developed, will be, and 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 that's what I want to see. I want to see what they look like with better quarterbacks, especially out of conference, and how they do in bowl games. I just don't think after one season you can throw the SEC away. That's really what I'm saying. And it was a year. What do you seven mean out one of year? Square. We've been following oh, really the SEC East year. for like half a decade. I'm the about SEC, SEC East as a whole, has sucked though. for a while. No, it has. But I'm talking about as a whole. When I first got started on this, 
we were talking about the SEC, LSU losing to Wisconsin and, and Auburn struggling and everything. Everybody talks about Alabama being the only team in the SEC. Well, I think this year you'll be able to see a little difference with the quarterback play. I think that's what it boils down to. Georgia, are oh. they going to be good? I don't think so because their offensive line is, is garbage. They have the talent. Well, that's about right. Maybe 7-5. and five. That doesn't mean their team sucks or the division sucks. You know, because they go eight and four. Florida's going to go eight and four too. So if they don't suck, then what do you say? Then do you say the division's mediocre? It's the worst division out of the Power Five conferences. It is. Well, you you also have Vanderbilt, Missouri, Kentucky. That kind of helps weigh it down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it weighs oh, it down. Yeah, it makes it. Kentucky beat Louisville. Kentucky blocked the SEC East from, like, oh, my God, horrible. Now, okay, maybe you're like, we're going to watch you just see if Kentucky wins this, actually. But like, here's, but, a, here's but the argument I have with y'all. Kentucky 6, South Carolina 6, Tennessee 7, Georgia 8, Florida 8. Done. I just predicted your whole division and realized that they all suck. saying they're not bad. they're not worse than the Big Ten West. I'm telling you, there's not yes, any yes, division I've ever seen. No, they're not. <laughs> I was better than Tennessee. The East winner is going to have nine or eight wins. The Big Ten West winner is going to have eleven. Is going to have at least ten wins. Well, hold on. You think? Okay, you think Northwestern could have ten wins? No, Wisconsin. I think Northwestern having a really good year. Texas Tech's awesome, man. <laughs> 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 I'm 
I mean, that's a favorable schedule. I'm not, and, and if I say Wisconsin goes ten and two, that's not saying they're great or bad. That's just looking at their schedule. Their road games: BYU, Nebraska, Illinois, and Indiana, Minnesota. My God, you look at Auburn's it's Clemson, it's LSU, it's Texas A&M. We're I mean, not those are games. To Auburn. We're comparing them to the SEC East. No, I'm looking at. I'm giving you an example of a schedule. Nobody cares. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm doing. I'm giving you a schedule. I'm giving you an example of a road schedule. I'm giving you. I didn't. I, I could pull it out of. Of Minnesota or whoever I wanted to, but I'm just giving you an example. But when you got Minnesota, Indiana, Illinois, BYU, those four teams are scrubs. They they do play Nebraska. That's a tough one. I'll give them that one on the road. Nebraska is a tough one, but look, Indiana is the equal of Kentucky. Illinois is the equal of of Vanderbilt. BYU is the equal of Missouri. Probably. I mean, you, you you see what I'm saying? I'm saying Quinn said 12 and 0. Well, it's not really. Far fetched to say they win all those games. Does that mean they're a great football team? Hell no. I mean, good lord, guys, come on. And plus, they depend, that's a football team that depends on one side of the offense, which is the running game. And they've always been that way. And and you give a good team an opportunity to know what's coming at them, they'll figure out a way to beat them. And that's why yeah, they'll, that's why they'll lose the three right or four now. games. Yeah, that's true. Cuervo, they, they, they did upgrade. Cuervo, Cuervo, what's your opinion on this? I haven't heard from you. I mean, well, I've been cutting in and out. I'm I'm driving on the road, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 the uh, the good old you know Big Ten versus SEC debate. That's 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 what it really comes down to is who's who's the better conference, top to bottom. Um, you know, but I, I, I get it. You know, the, the strength of schedule and things like that. Um, I mean, nobody messes with the SEC West. I hate to say it, but it, it, it is the truth. They're still, they're still the toughest division in all of college football. So, but yeah. uh, when it comes to the Big Ten, I mean, Cuervo, I, I, Cuervo, I know football. I feel like I do, but when I, when I look at the SEC East and the Big Twin, Big Ten West, I don't. I don't sit there and say, oh, my God, the Big Ten West is just so great. I look at it and go, my God, which junior college team? I think – Because that your favorite team is in the SEC. That's exactly why, Brian. No, because your favorite it's not. team is in the SEC. Yes, it is. You go with stats, you go with records every year, Jonathan. If you just go with stats and you look with your eyes, every year you look at the SEC for most part, and you're like, yeah, they're the best conference. You look at recruiting – I mean, it's, it's evened out a little bit, but my God, I'm talking about the SEC East right now, Jonathan. I'm not talking about the West. Yes. I'm looking at I'm looking at the SEC East, looking at those teams, and looking at the Big Ten, going, well, hold on, well, what, I don't understand what people are saying. You talking to India? You talking about these teams that that eat that last chance you team that junior college will beat the piss out of most of these teams? Oh, no, okay. Not, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to say this. Hold on. <laughs> How bad have you said Florida has been the past two years? And they won their division both times. My argument's over. Mike drop. That's it. That's simple. Florida has been I'm talking about this bad. year. And yeah, they're not they going to get better. You just said they're going to be worse. 
versus the SEC East, jackasses. I mean, can you not remember the conversation <laughs> we've been having? The Big Ten West is a better one top to bottom. Than they, if you look at it, it is better top to bottom than the SEC East. The SEC East is two six and six and two and three seven win teams. That's your bullshit reality. Oh it's not good. Just because it has SEC in front of it doesn't make it good. I didn't say it was good. Have I ever no. said the SEC East was good? Did I ever say it was the best conference? I beat them up more than anybody has. You guys should know that. You listen, you participate in this show every year, every week, so you know. But all I'm saying is, God, slow your ass down on Wisconsin and this Big Ten West over here. My God. That's all I'm saying. No, so we can talk about Florida and Georgia. Let's circle jerk around the SEC losers. <laughs> Wow, uh, I would rather talk about them any day than... You're going to battle on, them on, every God. other week. <laughs> who? Uh, you. I mean, who? You. Uh, you're going to battle who gonna Florida brag on? and Georgia and Tennessee every other week. You are. You're going to battle on them tomorrow. I know you? you are, but tonight you don't want to pick on them? No, tonight I'm defending them against y'all's dumbass comment about the Big Ten West. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And what we're God, saying is that, year, that and we'll be better this year. My God, Sonny, are these guys high or something? Or I'm I mean, just making me laugh is one of the reasons why I listen to this show. I listen to the show on mon- usually Monday mornings when I'm at work, you know, and, and I get something good. This one's going to be a good one. I go back and well, re-listen to this one. That's going to be – I got three hours of my show to go back to listen to and then two hours of this. My day is going to be over. It's going to be great. Well, well here's, here's the deal, guys, and here's the deal. Jonathan's right. I do, I do favor the SEC. Like, my team resides in the SEC, just like – He's a Florida State homer. He jacks off Jimbo Fisher every night. So there's a difference here. But the thing is, Tennessee, I have been higher on them. They have disappointed. I've never been high on Florida. I've never been high on Georgia. Go back to every show, Quinn, and listen, unless you're, you're brain dead or something and you don't remember. Mm-hmm. I hate Georgia. I, I hate Florida. I, I put them down every week that. on this show. Oh, I do too, okay. Brian. So, so I don't know why you're defending them so much. Like, you should be agreeing with us because we're right here. I can't. Like, we're what I'm doing with our recruiting rankings that uh, for teams that haven't developed recruits. That's what we're arguing over. That's the worst part here. Is you're hopping on two four seven and going, Well, there's number twelve. Yeah, and they scored seven points in one game for some stupid reason. Like Hey, Arkansas Arkansas State's gonna be damn good this year. Okay, there we go. All right. I agree. Oh, uh, like like we just got done talking about how all of Must Chance defensive recruits are gone. And for some, but obviously Florida is taking a major step back. Tennessee will take a step yeah. back. Georgia, we don't that. know if they I can said. take a step forward. What did I say, Jonathan? Georgia's offensive line is their problem. That's mm-hmm. going to hurt them. Florida's defense is going to hurt them and their offense. So I'm not sitting here saying that Florida, every team's going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl. All I'm saying is slow your roll on Illinois, Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Wisconsin. And six of those seven teams hadn't played an out-of-conference game against other than an FCS school, I think. I don't know. I've never seen any of these teams play anybody worth a damn. 
So that's what I'm Illinois saying. played Missouri. Indiana play, uh, Purdue played Louisville. Wisconsin played LSU, and they're playing BYU. Minnesota yeah, played Washington State, Oregon State. Look, when we keep going. Hey, but that BYU game, that BYU game is is the sneak out of this whole thing. I'm telling you, I'm not saying B, I'm not saying BYU is a good football team. But that's the kind of team that when you have flaws in your game, that's when they become evident. Because the BYU football team will find your weakness and and beat up on it, and they won't stop, and they will die trying to win that game because of it. Um, and that's what they that's what BYU can BYU can do to Wisconsin is expose even uh, even a bigger weakness than they already have. Here's here's a here's the the signing day live from Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Northwestern. Let's see what what uh, high school recruits they got. Oh, that's right, they just picked some people off the side of the street because nobody wants to go to those sorry ass schools. Next, okay, Georgia. Georgia has underperformed, but yet they receive a top five class. Florida, top ten class. These guys, I'm, what I'm saying is the talent. And they're there. Yeah, the coaches. Right, right, but they said, yeah, see, I got Brent, you're smarter than this. You are so much smarter than this. And you fall into the stupid-ass five-bomb argument of recruiting rankings. Look, there's southern teams and states with more talent than northern teams, and they have better recruiting classes. Well, goddamn no shit. Like, holy hell. I'm stunned you made this Illinois had a five-star recruit in the whole state last year. No wonder they didn't get a five-star. Guys, what does this say about Florida and Georgia's Coaching when Wisconsin is having a better record than them year in and year out. Exactly. Wisconsin might be recruiting the 30th best class, but still outperform them. How sucky does Florida's coach have to be? Well, Wisconsin's schedule is. I agree with Charvin. Wisconsin's schedule is weak. That's. I mean, we can we can all agree on that. But it's it, it's the games that are going to be the ones that they lose. They're, I think they're going to lose three, okay? I, there's three games on that schedule they're going to lose, and they're going to be two of them that they shouldn't lose, and they're going to lose. Because that's Wisconsin football. It's what they're known for. They've done it for the last three years. Heck, even Jonathan said it. But – at the same time, when when you're looking at this season and where everybody else's schedule is, I think Tarvin's saying that the other schedules are going to be just much more tougher. I think that's all he's saying. Yeah. When you're working, Thank you, Sonny. I'm, I'm glad some people listen. I'm, I'm glad some people <laughs> listen uh, to, to what I'm saying. And just, I mean, I think Quinn must be dating the coach from Wisconsin or something the way he's talking. <laughs> No, we're just we're the ones that are making the most sense here. We're the ones that are using really? our heads the most here. Yeah, it's a division really? that statistically was the worst out of any of the power five divisions last year in the SEC East. They just, what we're saying, what we're talking about is they, they the say, top teams in that division are taking a step back, and the teams in the bottom aren't making a big enough leap forward to where it shouldn't matter. Whereas in the Big Ten West, the teams up top shouldn't be looking at a step back, and the teams in the bottom, a couple of them are kind of staying put, but you're going to see some upwards movement right. from Nebraska and Purdue, right? So if one division yeah, is on. trending upwards and the other one's trending downwards, what does that tell you? Well, the one that's trending up was already ahead of the one that's trending down. 
Hold on a minute. Let's go to Northwestern schedule here. They got Nevada, and then a tough game at Duke. Then they get Bowling Green. They do play Wisconsin. I can't do this. They're in the division <laughs> at Maryland. I, I honestly, I cannot do any more of this. This is – I get it. You know, hang just, just, hang just call, call back away now. Bye-bye. <laughs> hang up, dumbass. I mean, if you can't, if you can't look at common sense – then I don't want you on this damn show. If you can't make an argument and sit there and say, oh, I'm Jonathan, I hate Florida, and I love Florida State, and everybody else sucks, I mean, that's his attitude. So of course the SEC East is terrible to him because Florida plays in it. Quinn, I, I understand your argument a little bit. You're, you live up there with those cheese eaters up there. I get it. You, you like Wisconsin. But I'm not going to sit here. I really advice. could care less about them, but I – all I'm saying is look at who they play every week in and week out. That's all I'm saying. I mean, look at this division. Am I, am I crazy to sit here and say that Indiana, Illinois, uh, who are, yeah, Purdue, Iowa, Northwest, it's I mean, these guys are world yeah. beaters? I mean, yeah, that's that, all I'm saying, it, It's guys. a week. Like, come on. Come on. It, it, it's, a week, I mean, it, it, it's a week schedule. I'm right there with you on that one as far as, you know, when you when you look at the scheme of the things of the other teams that that you're going to be ultimately comparing them to. Well, well, well John, Jonathan just showed why he won't be on this show anymore because he can't debate and make an argument without hanging up the phone like a little bitch. So, <laughs> so I, I hope he I hope he realizes to be on radio, you got to be able to talk football and other people's opinions and not hang up and run away. So, good job, Jonathan. You really you really out debated me on that one. <laughs> Jesus. But it was entertaining. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, look, I, I, before we go real quick, I talk recruiting because it does matter a little bit. Florida and Georgia and those coaches are not as good, like Quinn said. I think some of those coaches outcoach them because they get the better talent. But I'm saying you look at it's just different in the SEC East. They're not great, but I'm just – I'm not comparing them to the ACC or the SEC West or the Big 12. I'm comparing them to the Big 10 West. That's all I'm doing right now. Cuervo, am I crazy? But look at the Big 10 West. I don't get chill bumps thinking about – I don't even watch those teams. I wouldn't watch them if they were the only game on TV. Well, I mean, I, I just – I think it's – I think it's the uh, – the uh, – I don't, know, I don't know what to say. It's, it just the, what comes with the names that you have down there down south. You know, when you think of when you think of the teams in, in the Southeastern Conference, it's, it, let's be real, it's big boy football. Now, in the Big Ten, you know, when you think about the Big Ten, um, you know, what I think about is, is uh, you know, guys like linemen, for example. It, it's not really built around uh, guys that are, you know, you're not going to get a lot of quarterback out of there. You're not going. To, you're going to get some running back out of the Big Ten, but it's mostly you're, that's where your linemen come from. And, and you know, aside from Sonny Clark, the rest of us we don't get very excited about that. So, you know that that's that's why you know there's there's a difference when you talk about the SEC as as it compared to when you talk about the Big Ten. Because you got all the the skill players down south that people are excited to watch, and um, you really don't get that in, in the uh, in the Big Ten, at least not anymore. Um, there was they had their they had their time, 
but now it's it's all that talent at the skill positions are down south. So, um, and to me, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Maybe I'm way off topic. Um, all I know is is that um, you know Florida won past two years is not going to happen this year. That's all I know. Did we lose everybody? I'm here, Sonny. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. I I, I don't know if I Tarvin... Guess Tarvin left. I don't know. Is it... Maybe he dropped off. I'm not sure. That's so, possible. Yeah. I, I he might have got called away. He might have got called away for the baby. Yeah. 